Welcome to the dotted line. Welcome. Let's figure out what the devil's been up to this week. Yeah, we've got our guest here, Felipe Munez. Right? Is it okay? That's, that's close enough. Close, close enough. enough. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I'm going to get it. I'll hang out more and I'll get it. Uh, say it for the listeners one more time. Felipe Munoz. Munoz. It's Felipe so sexy Munoz. when you say it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Felipe Munoz. Okay, so... I say, you can't help but say Felipe to me. I can't. I have a problem mispronouncing Well, your it's name. a matter of accent. So, yeah. like, yeah. even in Brazil, like, people from different regions would say in different ways. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, true is that uh, little... There's not a lot of people who call me Felipe throughout the years. And usually there's a nickname, or it's Fe, or it's Lipe, or it's, like... Lipe. Felipe. Munoz, you know? Felipe. Munoz. Right. I'll work on it. I'm sorry. It's all good. <laughs> all right, so he, uh, you chose our guest today, so tell us who, or our, uh, our subject, rather. So tell us who we're doing. I chose Sean Connery. Yeah. Sean Connery. And I think this is a great idea. We, we obviously haven't done Sean Connery yet, and he's got a, a deep uh, credit. Going, going all the way back to 1954. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time ago. He started with a movie called Let's Make Up. Do you have any background for us on Mr. Connery, Sir Sean Connery? Chauncey? Not yet. No. Okay. Yeah, he's well, Sir Sean Connery, right? Isn't he a knight now? I guess mm-hmm. we'll get there. But um, but yeah, so we've got Sean Connery starting in 1954. I'll let Sean get some background pulled up while we start going through the list here because he's got a lot of credits. Um, so there's going to be a lot of stuff that probably most of us haven't heard of. So 1954, undetermined role, uncredited. Let's make up Simon <laughs> a short in 1954. Dixon of the Do- of Doc Green. 1956, The Condemned, Sailor of Fortune, The Jack Benny Program, one episode, No Road Back, looks like a Western maybe, Crime Thriller as Spike in 1957, Blood Money, 1957, BBC Sunday Night Theater, Hell Drivers, uh, ITV Television Playhouse, one episode as Matt Burke, Action of the Tiger, Mike, Time Lock, Another time, another place, and these are like, these are movies from the fifties that have those stereotypical like fifties looking yeah. posters on the IMDb. This like. is back when <laughs> movie production was like a theater, like a film studio owned you a little bit. Yeah, probably he probably had a contract with one of these studios. Yeah, something in in, in Europe, um, and he's doing all these little roles. Uh, well, he's a Scottish national. You should know that. Okay. He was born in Scotland, still very active in the political scene there. And what year was he born? He was born in 1930. 30. Yeah. Yeah. So he's about as old as my grand- great-grandma would be if 80, she was still he's around. He's 89. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a birthday coming up. He's going to be 90 in August. Wow. Um, armchair Theater, Magical World of Disney. Uh, as Michael McBride, one episode in 1959. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. I don't remember this movie, but I know that this would probably be uh, my first introduction to Sean Connery because I know I've seen it. I've heard the title. Um, probably something my parents would have made me watch as a kid. <laughs> uh, then we got Tarzan's Greatest Adventure, uh, BBC Sunday Night Play, Riders to the Sea. An Age of Kings is a TV series in the 60s. Now we're into 1960. Without the Grail, uh, ITV Play of the Week, again, another ITV show. Macbeth in 1981, I feel, or 1961. I feel like I've seen at least parts of that. So um, here's, the, here's the thing. 
What's Here's up? a trivia uh, trivia bit about Sean Connery. Sean Connery was the first actor to portray the character James Bond in film, which he did so in 1962. So we're almost there. We're at 1961 now. So well, he, I didn't realize he was the first. Yeah. He was. He was the oh, first. Oh, the original first, first James, James Bond. Bond. Yeah. Okay, The Adventure Story, The Frightened City, Operation Snafu, Anna Karenina. <laughs> Just working. Just working, like grinding. We're still in, in 1961. Yeah. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six things in 1960 and 61. Wow. So my man's working. He's working. Now we're into 1962, The Longest Day, Dr. No. Right? So that's the fir- the very first James Bond full feature-length film. First James Bond movie, first actor to portray the character, which was a book, Ian Fleming's book. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say this is probably a good place to start a deal with the devil to get to be the original James sure. Bond, a, a, like a huge multi-million or billion dollar uh, worldwide franchise, that's, right? So That's probably when he started making money because yeah. like 1963, he only did like one movie. Yeah, so he doesn't have to grind on six <laughs> projects at once. That's right. He can make one James Bond film a year now and be fine. So he does Dr. No as James Bond. And then in the next year, he does From Russia with Love. Right away, they're like, yeah, that's a money grab. Let's do it again. He's um, basically the the Bourne identity. He's the Jason Bourne of the 1960s. Right. You get the little formula <laughs> yeah. for, for you know, book, what's going to work. A book that turns a into a, movies, an action movie series with a sexy lead and, and, he go, and you know, womanizing. And then he's got uh, so Woman of Straw and Marnie in 64. And then he does another James Bond film. In uh, 64, Goldfinger, The Hill, Thunderball, another James Bond film, and Mon Nuevo. I will go <laughs> as far as saying like Goldfinger was like when James Bond became really famous. became a thing, right? So if, if there was a, a deal with the devil, that okay. was Hey, So you think that the first James Bond movies were almost maybe like auditions and the devil says, all right, I can make some money off this guy. Let yeah. me give him a deal. We'll make this next James Bond pick really blow up. Yep. Okay, I like that. We'll come back to that. Um, so we're at Thunderball, uh, A Fine Madness, uh, You Only Live Twice, one other James Bond movie that's very famous, um, Variety Club of Great Britain Challenge Match. <laughs> Doesn't sound very good. Uh, Shalako. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Male of the Species. ITV Sunday Night Theater again. The Red Tent. So he's now he's got a break from, after doing, what, four or five Bond movies? He's in, we're into the 70s now. Yeah. Uh, Molly Maguire's. Anderson Tapes. Diamonds Are Forever, another giant James Bond James movie. James Bond. So he got a good long run as James Bond. Okay, and then The Offense, and then we come to the movie that uh, encouraged you to... Why don't you talk about this next film for us? Through Zardoz, I think that is an underrated, very cult classic, yeah, right? Movie. Yeah, and I, I discovered by chance on the torrents years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just a fascinating portrait of the future of mankind. Yeah, I've never seen this film, but you, even those who haven't seen the film will probably recognize Sean Connery's image. <laughs> they wears like a weird red diaper thing with like some shoulder strap, strap stuff going on like red straps crossed wise it kind of looks like burt reynolds i thought it was burt reynolds <laughs> yeah, until it kind of looked like Philippe <laughs> helped us out with that one he's got some thigh high boots on yep. and, a, and a revolver yep. and a ponytail um and the story behind it is really cool because it's like uh what if we had this uh species like or this society of humans that are genetic genetic engineer and they control 
these other humans that are given mm. oh. guns and limited knowledge to just like do uh they're bidding the, for them yeah, basically their work yep yeah. interesting it's on hulu right now that's why is yeah. it really oh, yeah okay i'll put it on the list for this week because yeah, i definitely yeah we'll watch that one for sure because i know a couple of friends who have told me that they really love that film and it's just so weird that i i'm i'm due to watch it anyway so uh after our previous conversation on the other yeah episode i would say if you have access to recreational uh, or me- medical okay cannabis, maybe this is a good way to pass the time okay uh, done and done <laughs> um, uh, all right so we're on to murder on the orient express um, which is a, uh, was remade recently, but is also a, a big classic uh, novel, film, and novel. Uh, the Terrorist, The Wind and the Lion, The Man Who Would Be King. I've heard of that one. Robin and Marion. This is interesting. Um, That's interesting, man, because he uh, will also make an appearance later on in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh yeah, one of my childhood favorites. But I do remember Robin and Marion too. And he actually plays Robin Hood in that one. We're only in the 70s right now. Yeah, at this point, he's not 007 anymore. No, he's not. Okay, so we've moved on to... Uh, who, who came after him? It was... Oh, no, he is. He's got another one? Yeah, 1983. He's Never Say Never. Oh. Never there, Say Never. Was there another one in there? Another Bond in there somewhere between those? No, he did... The That's great. Uh, he did... Uh, no, I meant... Just, was there another actor portraying Bond before that 83 film? I don't think so. Okay. So there's a break. People must have been a little oversaturated with the James Bond for, the, for a while. <laughs> That'll happen. You'll have that. Let's All right. So on. before we get up there, we've got The Great Train Robbery and A Bridge Too Far, which are also uh, pretty pretty big old school hits. Uh, Meteor, Cuba, Outland. I feel like I've seen Outland, but I'm not sure. Time Bandits was sick when I was a kid, I remember. Uh, I need to see that one, too. I've seen it floating around, and I've never watched it. Uh, Wrong is Right as Patrick Hale, Five Days one summer again we're in 1982 and this is how many credits we've gone through i just i just need to chip in here yeah please um because he came with never say never again in 83 yes but in 73 and 77 it was a different james bond okay that's what i was thinking is it um and timothy uh dalton dalton is that who it was i think Thank you, right. Or Roger Moore. Oh my God! If people, you know, I don't, I can those, never tell those hardcore yeah. 007. It's Roger Moore. If you're a hardcore 007 fan, go ahead and tweet <laughs> us at pot, at uh, Cola and let us know how we're screwing up the James Bond stuff. But this isn't a James Bond podcast. This is a Sean Connery podcast. So suck it, nerds. <laughs> Um, uh, so there was that's interesting there was a James Bond in between and he then it comes back to there him were in a couple yep there were a couple uh, for Never Say Never Again huh, I wonder if anyone else has ever done that I know that well Daniel Craig redid Casino Royale but he but there was no other James Bond mixed in with Daniel Craig's stint as James Bond right, right. or um, what's the dude from the 90s who was Bond uh, um, Pierce Brosnan Pierce Brosnan he was you know he had his three or four pictures and then that seemed to be the new formula. When was the last James Bond with Sean? We just cannot talk about Sean Connery without talking about his last James Bond. Yeah, like was it nineteen eighty three? So before that, which one was it? Oh, it was. Where'd it go? Diamonds are forever in seventy one. Okay, so there's a bunch after that. So the, they threw in a bunch of other actors oh, in the seventies. He did a little throwback. And the. Get 
guess didn't work out. Well, there's like a 70... Well, I can tell you that I, I haven't seen any of the this era of the seven like the non Sean Connery James Bonds and I'm not a huge James Bond fan but like Roger Moore and Timothy Dalton I never saw any of those what no I just didn't I'm not that man you it. gotta watch all of the James Bond movies apparently there's Roger, a lot Roger Moore kind of sucks oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. no sorry uh, no the man with the golden gun was like a pretty big one which Roger I Moore. do remember that hearing so, about that one but again I, I wasn't that big of an old movie fan or a James Bond fan in particular um, now Man, this is know. this is what is curious because never say never again, it was eighty three, uh-huh. but Octopussy was well, eighty three also, and Octopussy was with James Moore. Huh. That's so weird that they would be able to use two like, different James Bond actors at the same time like that. Like they just fire, or they're like, yeah, no, you suck. <laughs> you we're gonna know, bring back. Was, and you know who knows how the the licensing rights were? There could have been two different studios. Or producing. was the Devils backed? <laughs> He's like, look, I could replace you. I could replace you. Yeah, he was like, no, it wasn't like early Devil's Pack. It was a late Devil's Pack. He was like, I need to go back to this. And they're like, we're going <laughs> to... Oh, we it. talk about re-upping the deal. It happens all the time where, <laughs> where you have a deal and you don't like how it's going. So you, you know, sign your firstborn away for more famous celebrity. But let's push on for now and we'll come back to some of that stuff. Okay, fair, fair. Um, Sword of the Valiant, The Legend of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. I, this movie terrified me. Um... The Green Knight is a headless or behead somebody. I don't remember, but it was scary. So let me let me update you a little bit because sure. I found an IM, uh, a Wikipedia about this. Okay. Um, Fleming portrayed Bond as a tall, athletic, handsome secret agent in his 30s or 40s. He has several vices, including drinking, smoking, gambling, automo- automobiles, and womanizing. He's an exceptional marksman. He's skilled in unarmed combat, skiing, swimming, and golf. Okay, so... American actor Barry Nelson was actually the first to portray Bond on screen in a 1954 television adaptation of Casino Royale. And then in 1961, Eon Productions began work on Dr. No. But Connor's physical prowess and sexual magnetism became closely identified (laughs) with the character, with Fleming ultimately changing his view on Connery and incorporating aspects of his portrayal into the books. So Sean Connery was such a good bond that shaped the way the books were written. changed the way the books were written interesting i'll talk about effect with it yeah i know right you become so good at what you do that yeah. the, that you get taken on as the uh as the, the permanent image the yeah. standard of of who james bond is uh okay so we're getting into stuff that i'm more familiar with now as a child of the 80s and 90s so we got highlander um which is a classic uh the name of the rose i'm not familiar with and then the untouchables I mean, that's a cool one with him and uh, Kevin Costner uh, working on, you know, fighting gang violence and stuff like that. I think it's funny. The name of the rose, I had to watch that in school. It was like... Really? Yeah. And you say like, oh, I never watched it. There was like, there was at least two different schools that I attended that they made us watch this movie. Watch it twice. (laughs) That's horrible. I'm sorry. No, was it good? I mean, I don't know anything about it. No. If you are like in middle school and they play like a two-hour long movie about like a... Uh, a middle-aged priest <laughs> that uh, hides secrets in a book. It's like very William Von very Baskerville. Yeah, mm. sounds like uh, a blast. Yeah, uh, but they, they made us watch Kids in Brazil. I don't know if you ever. Oh I'm, wow, that's a yeah, that's an intense movie <laughs> for children to watch. Yeah, that was our uh, like was junior high when you were about like thirteen or twelve. But the point, kids has to do a lot with 
AIDS and, and yeah. AIDS epidemic, right? So, like, maybe that's a good thing for people to see yeah, an honest scared, portrayal scared of... scared of shit <laughs> Never did drugs. Hey, do you have AIDS? <laughs> no. There you go. So, he, he, it works. Or hardcore drugs. Yeah, no, they did have impact. That's a risky ask. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it was inappropriate for the podcast. It was a comedic move. Yeah. But uh, you don't have to tell me the truth. Well. Um, all right. Uh, the Presidio. Uh, I know I've seen that, but I don't remember anything about it. Memories of me. Okay. My childhood, Indiana Jones, um, and this one specifically, The Last Crusade, where Sean Connery appears as um, uh, in, in Professor Henry Jones. I love, I love this film, and I know it's cheesy and campy. And when you rewatch them, it's a little, they're a little sexist and kind of misogynistic. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. As a kid, I didn't pick up on all that stuff, and I really enjoyed it. Um, family Business, The Hunt for Red October. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Family business is oh, sick. Walk it back. All right, good. Yeah, Slow love, me down. I love that movie. It's got Matthew Broderick and... Uh, I do love Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick and uh, Dustin Hoffman, and they play like a family of criminals. Okay. And then The Hunt for Red October, is, there's a hilarious thing about The Hunt for Red October that I can never get over. It's a Tom Clancy, Jack Ryan joint, right? But the whole thing with The Hunt for Red October is they start out speaking Russian, and then all of a sudden everybody's voices just... They just stop speaking Russian and start speaking no Russian accent English. Do you remember this from the movie? <laughs> no, there's I don't. like five minutes in the beginning where there, there's some Russian speaking, and then all of a sudden it's like, and then all of a sudden everybody's just speaking English with an English accent. They put the, not Goog- even trying they put the sound, Google filter on. Yeah, they're not even trying to sound Russian at all. Um, but I'm thankful that I didn't have to watch subtitles through the whole thing, so I'm sure, sure. that's why they did it. Uh, the Russian House, 1990, Highlander 2. Oh, you, you skip Robin Hood. You know no, that's next. Oh. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, yeah. Well, I think it's, it was just a kind of comment on that because he was a more of a cameo. Right, he's King Richard at the very yeah, end, just in the wedding were, scene. But it's a cool throwback now that you think about uh, Robin, Robin Hood and Marion from the 70s uh, to have him show up and... Um, the, the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves is so 90s and I just love everything about it and I'm not ashamed and I liked watching the I had the VHS and I liked watching the Brian Adams music video at the end about how he would do anything for love oh, I yeah, love that yeah. shit man I'm, I, I, I'm, I dance I'm here my, for it I dance with my first love at a to a Brian Adams song good for you it was at the height of that movie's good fame. for you I, I like Men on Tights better okay. Men on Tights yeah I don't blame you uh, Medicine Man was one that I saw as a young person that I uh, that really affected me. Uh, my grandfather died of cancer, and I don't know. It was just so cool. This idea that these like rogue scientists were out in the the jungle and they were going to figure out the cure to cancer from like tree bark or whatever the hell they were looking for down there. And I just thought that was so neat, such a cool concept. And then the, if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it. But there's like a cool like cliffhanger at the end where where the search for the cure continues. So I wonder if they're going to do that. The follow up. I like wish they would. We're going to get to the fact that Sean Connery hasn't worked in a long time in a minute here. So, uh, Rising Sun, which I believe is an adaptation of a um, Michael Crichton book, if I'm not mistaken. The Good Man in Africa, Just Cause. Just Cause is cool. I like I, those. I didn't see that one. It looks cool. Well, though. be honest, I saw probably. I watch it in. The mid nineties, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's like watching the 
and you'll some of these things you rewatch and yeah. you're like, yeah, man. And I, some of these things you rewatch and you're like, nah. I regret man. what I say already. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to comment too much on how much I love something unless I've seen it recently because then I'll rewatch it and think, man, what was I thinking? Yeah. Some things <laughs> first, are best left unrevisited. First night was good. He played King Arthur. Yep. You kind of see him getting typecast as like a kingly type. He's kind of got that medieval. Regal. Yeah. Kind of the, Scottish. Yeah, Scottish accent. Regal, yeah. The, the beard just is. Is a staple from here. And on. then Dra- Dragonheart uh, had a, a uh, was another movie that I really loved. Ninety six on my birthday was about when that movie was on pay per view, and this was like when my family had first in the rural parts of Virginia we had first gotten cable, and I went to my dad and I said, "All I want for my birthday is for you to let me get a pay per view movie on the TV." And he's like, and he he was probably like, "Yeah, it's a lot cheaper than taking the family out to dinner." So yeah, go ahead. So I rented Dragonheart and watched it by myself in front of a TV. I stayed home from school and watched Dragonheart on TV. I loved it. Uh, it's probably a crap movie to revisit, but Maybe I, you not. can tell me if it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then That's The Rock was was uh, was fun before I hated uh, everything. We're seeing a little bit of crossover here because one of the we, we almost did Nicolas Cage tonight. Yeah, we talked Nicolas about Nicolas Cage. Joint, yeah. So The Rock and, and the Nicolas Cage must have been on your mind. I guess so. When you were picking choices. Uh, the Avengers, not Marvel. The... British that was actually Avengers. a good movie. That's the the oh. Avengers with the putting on the Ritz. Yeah, yeah. Was it a good movie? Was I don't it? Know. <laughs> was it? A I mean, it's a, it's a good concept, but yeah. I, I feel like a, when Execution I tried to watch it, may have been lacking. It was, lacking. Yeah. Uh, playing by heart. No entrapment. Uh, there's a <laughs> there's a funny thing I always think about. Do you guys ever watch that show uh, with Adam Devine? Uh, workaholics. Yeah. Mm. That he does a whole song about Catherine Jones, Catherine Zeta Jones going over lasers. Yeah. She's she dances on lasers or something. I can't remember the song, but that's from Entrapment. There's a scene where Catherine Zeta Jones does like this crazy sexy dance to like maneuver around the uh, lasers in a, when she's burglaring something. I really like the next movie, Finding, Finding Forrester. Forrester. Yeah. It's about an impoverished youth that's finding that's really good inspiration from this old white guy in the hood. And you get the line, you're the man now, dog. That's, <laughs> that's where, right. That's, that's where right. you're the man now, dog, comes from. That's hilarious. Freedom, A History of the U.S. as John Muir, one episode. Well, I'll have to check that out. John Muir is a famous kind of adventurer and had a lot to do with the national park system. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, and just you know, right now, he's just kind of wrapping it up. That's Which, how could you know? In 2003, you see a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and he is on his game yeah and then all of a sudden we've got you know some video game voice work um and from russia with love video game in 2005 and then nothing until 2012 a b-level animated film that none of us have ever seen called sir billy and i'm not just talking about us at the table i'm saying you haven't seen this movie if you're listening to this don't lie you haven't seen this movie no, none of us have seen, seen this movie. movie it looks so, so and that's it is, it just stops after that and i had no his, idea uh, that he hadn't worked in eight years that's his garfield he did his Garfield. It, he couldn't come back it, from it. Like uh, it just blows my mind. It's, it's worse than that. Like if anyone has access to their phone and they look at the images, and it the just trailer, looks bad. It looks it's bad. Anything that your kids watch on YouTube right now is better than this. So why yeah, did hold he? On. I'm gonna. He was an executive producer on it. So maybe he has like some family that was... The first review says, this has got to be the worst film I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> the animation is difficult to look at. Oh, that is not what you want to hear. Maybe that's just broke him emotionally. Like he really loved the animation. Yeah. Here, hold on. I'm going to do something unprecedented on this podcast. I'm going to play the audio for this trailer. West coast of Scotland. 
in the deepest, darkest oh. islands. Pretty bad. Where evil lurks. And tragedy unfolds. It's worse than what you think. Because someone's trying to do that voice. There lies a The movie guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is happening? I'm fast forwarding. Hold on, it's two minutes. It's a race against time. Oh. And the odds and of Oh my gosh. Okay, so the animation is so bad, and I, the I cliche we, level on that is horrible. I think we found our monkey ball. <laughs> Yeah, you're the last thing you'll ever do as an actor. So uh, to fill this you in, this looks like his own personal project too. Like you said, he's the executive producer. Well, he's the main character. People get EP credits for um, just for attaching their name. Like a, a Sean Connery is a no, get for something. This like is that. a Sir Sean Connery joint. I mean, this is <laughs> like, it does say that he is the main character. Oh my gosh! Okay, so There's let me no just, let me fill the <laughs> in on this. So. What happens? What we talk about with the with the deal with the devil is: Do you know what a monkey's paw wishes? Mm-hmm. So it's like you wish for something and you think you're going to get a thing, but then it ends up ruining you, right? <laughs> so what's we ask? What's the monkey paw? What's the catch with every deal with the devil? And so, yeah, the catch with this one would be you end your career on the one of the lowest possible notes in a complete and abject failure. Does it say what the budget for that thing is and how much money it made? Because I bet it, I bet they lost a shit ton of money on that. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that. Well, he was sponsoring the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is he broke now because of that? I don't know. There's a an article from 2019. Why you don't see Sean Connor on screen anymore? Oh, that might tell. be an interesting read. To to answer your question, question, <laughs> my question. To answer your question, the budget was five million two hundred twenty thousand estimated. The cumulative worldwide ghost was fifteen thousand five hundred eighty-three. Did it even get wide distribution? It must not have. It must no have been way. straight to VHS or something in two thousand twelve. In Russia or in Scotland, maybe. Uh, he's worth three hundred million. So a five million dollar hit is just an embarrassment. It's not really a financial boon, you know, problem for him. His birthday's coming up. He's about to be holy crap. He's about to be ninety. Oh, I guess we said that already I in said that. in August. Um, Ryan doesn't listen to me. You heard that, it here first. It's a new podcast we're starting called Ryan Only Talks. He doesn't listen. <laughs> We've all been knowing it. Now we're doing it. Uh, okay, so let's get back to the credits. So we talked about how there's just kind of a lot of. He's just a grinder. He's just working in those fifties and sixties movies, and then all of a sudden he's got you know he caught the devil's attention. Caught the devil's attention with the first James Bond picks. And then the third one was, which one were we talking about? Sir, oh. Sir Billy? Yeah. Gold, Goldfinger. <laughs> Goldfinger was the oh, one that really the propelled the James Bond iconography yeah, yeah, yeah. into the zeitgeist, right? So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with you that uh, it's very possible that, that's, that he got some attention from the original James Bond films. Sorry, I'm trying to get back to my IMDb so I don't get completely Sean Connery's here. James Bond... But he has to watch everybody else be James Bond too. Yeah, and probably to greater acclaim in some instances in than some he was. Sure. Well, I wonder how much is generational. Also, you know, like seeing sure. like his profession as work, and at some point he was like, "I'm going to retire," and then he really actually did. It's like, well, fuck, I never loved this as much as. <laughs> that's not a bad. That's not a bad thought. Maybe he was allowed to retire, but he had to go out on that. Sir Billy. They really thought Sir Billy was going to be. I think that was just like his 
his personal yeah. I think somebody yeah, took like him for a ride. One of his well, family like, was like, um, we really have this going on. Like on our first episode was M. Night Shyamalan. We talk about how the, the Lady in the Water uh-huh. was one of his biggest flops, but it was a story he made for his kids. So it was it was really deeply personal project, and I'm sure he didn't care if it was a commercial success or not because he made it to. But you don't think that would have like hurt him emotionally that it wasn't a commercial when he put so much passion and it was so important to him? Well, maybe I don't know if Sir Billy was as important to, uh, you know, to Sean Connery, but um, pretty important. So he has this blowout career from from the time James Bond starts. Uh, you know, he's making at least a, a huge blockbuster every couple of years. Um, especially in the 80, late 80s and early 90s, he's really blowing up and, and just he's in everything. And he's probably, again, one of the most recognizable actors in the world. And how does it feel to go from being a sex symbol to being everybody's grandfather? Yeah. With no, I mean, if you, if you with stay no around in, long enough. no in between there. Yeah. It's pretty much just boom, straight from being. Well, I don't know. I think that he's. Spy okay, sex so. Symbol to as a, I, I don't know this, but like. I mean, I think even in his old age, Sean Connery's got some of that pizzazz that that people uh, dig. The word you're looking for is oomph. oomph some of that oomph. Because, mm. um, like, I mean, he's the male romantic lead in Entrapment alongside of, you know, Catherine Zeta-Jones. So, I mean, that's in 1989. And Illegal Extraordinary... I mean, he's still got class and sex appeal, I think. Um, well, there's just uh, so right much... Right to the end. To this day. To this day, I haven't seen him in years. But I don't know what he looks like. He's but. the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> maybe, uh, but if if you think about also maybe the role of human um, womanizer mm. that that's part of the curse, maybe played. You know, like now might be biting him in the butt, like with all the things that he said on the past. Oh, the, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, not the best time to be on. I like this angle you're getting at. So basically, his deal is that he gets to be this amazing masculine sex symbol for the majority of his career and then maybe the crux of the deal is that yeah now that's not cool any like people don't aren't okay with that anymore people aren't okay with womanizing and you know patronizing and all this stuff that he's racism all this stuff that he's been kind of that he kind of was flaunted part of of his who he was (laughs) as an actor required it yeah and I'm not saying that Sean Connery is like that, but now he's kind of associated with that vibe for sure. The machismo. Well, there, there was there was just yeah. a quote from like the '60s that said like, "Oh, it's okay hitting a woman right here." So just say that. Some, so it is kind of Sean Connery. Might not be like right up. I, I try not to be too judgmental <laughs> when we're going that far back in the past because it, times were different. But yeah, I mean. But you know how nowadays, it's pretty if shitty to say you want to hit a woman, or it's okay you, to hit a woman. If you are on on Vogue again, like all those things surface again. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's why his career put, ends in 2012, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's something in that closet that he he's like, I think it's time for me to just <laughs> take it easy for the rest of my life, Still rather than getting voice animation. getting canceled uh, out there in the in the real world. So. Uh, if if Sean Connery is listening to this podcast, though, like please give us a reply and some. That's what we say every episode. If you're Sean, listening, Sean, we know you're let listening. Let us know. Yeah, <laughs> hit us up at Potsacola on Twitter or, or Potsacola at gmail dot com. And all you listeners out there who are listening, uh, please let us know what you think as well. Uh, thanks for coming on with us. That was fun. Thank I you. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the dotted line. <laughs>